Hello and welcome back to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're going to be reading through Isaiah 2, but first we're going to revisit some of the highlights from Isaiah 1. I'd like to read some of the underlined sections and just talk about those briefly just to remind remind you and myself of what uh, was the setting for from yesterday. I reared children... This is the Lord speaking. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. A sinful nation, a people loaded with guilt. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. This is the part where it's about choice. It's about the choice of rebelling and that sin equals rebellion, which equals guilt. It is then described as a wound because we're wounding ourselves as we rebel and sin against God. So it talks about the being wounded from the, the soles of our feet to the top of our head. That's what rebellion and sin gets us. And then the result is our country is desolate. And we get into, you know, the Lord talks about our country and the, the results of some of this. And in his anger, though, and I think a lot of times... We as modern day Christians think that God is, we just have this picture and this image of God being a really gentle, jolly fellow. But in the Old Testament, because he's bringing us grace, you know, we're, we're forgiven. And we're forgiven for our sins today that were committed, for our sins in the past and our sins in the future. So we think of that, of God as this really nice, benevolent being who is just happy to go and forget, forgive us and he's just really kind. We forget that he has righteous anger that he is majestic. And so he, in some of his anger towards Israel and towards sin, he shows that he, he doesn't like the meaningless. He speaks about stop bringing meaningless offerings in thir verse 13. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and, conv and convocations. I cannot bear your evil assemblies anymore. Those are all... Um, events where people got together and they worshiped from what I understand. But then we have a choice again, wash and make yourselves clean. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. These are our choices to make to stop being and doing wrong. It doesn't mean we can stop, we can be perfect and we can be without sin. It simply means that we can choose the path. And today, I think we are, if you're listening to this, you're choosing, as I am, the path to be righteous and to go back to God, to turn back to God, to wash my hands of the sin and the sinful nature. Again, I'm a man, you're a man, woman, whatever. Uh, we are going to sin. There's just you know, it's just the way it is. But it doesn't mean that we have to continue to strive that and not care. It also doesn't mean that we beat ourselves up all the time. I've mentioned yesterday that as soon as I made the, the first uh, podcast, I then came up with a million reasons why, of things I needed to do other than just do it and do the next one. And I beat myself up for a while. And I struggled with it. And... I, I revert to old habits. I start thinking about other things. And then I'm, again, not worthy, not righteous enough. There's tons of things I started thinking about. And that m led me astray. 
So then I came back and though you're, um, let's see. Oh, other highlights. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. Again, decisions on our part. See how the faithful city has become a harlot. Now, this next section I kind of think of, it just reminds me of the United States today, which is sad. Your rulers are rebels, companions of thieves. They all love bribes and chase after gifts. Sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Verse 25. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the mighty one of Israel declares, I will get relief from my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you. This is the Lord declaring what he will do to the nation and its rulers. I will will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. I will restore your judges as in days of old, your counselors at the beginning. I wouldn't want to be one of our politicians, right? Zion will be redeemed with justice, her penitent ones with righteousness, but rebels and sinners will both be broken, and those who forsake the Lord will perish. So those were some of the thoughts and the highlights from chapter 1. Going on to chapter 2, we start with uh, the mountain of the Lord. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised over the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The laws will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will be, he will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Then on the day of the Lord, you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob. They are full of superstitions from the east. They practice divination like the Philistines and clasp the hands with pagans. Their land is full of silver and gold. There is no end to their treasure. Their land is full of horses. There is no end to their chariots. The land is full of idols. They bow down to to the work of their hands, to to what their fingers have made. So man will be brought low and mankind humbled. Do not forgive them. Go into the rocks, hide in the ground from from dread of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. The eyes of the arrogant man will be humbled. And the pride of men brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted on that day. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled. For all the cedars of Lebanon, tall and lofty, and all the oaks of Bashan. For all the towering mountains and all the high hills, for every lofty tower and every fortified wall. For every trading ship and every stately vessel, the arrogance of man will be brought low and the pride of men humbled. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day, and the idols will totally disappear. Men will flee to caves in the rocks and to holes in the ground from dread of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. In that day, men will throw away to the rodents and bats their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they have made to worship. They will flee to caverns in the rocks and to the overhanging crags from the dread from dread of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. 
when he rises to shake the earth. Stop trusting in man who has but a breath in his nostrils. Of what account is he? You see, that actually, that last section or verse, chapter, uh, verse 22, stop trusting in man. Ultimately, that's what I've started to do is I've stopped trusting in myself for all the answers and submitting myself willingly to the Lord and moving back to him. It's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. It's things that I don't claim I'm, I'm doing well. I have all sorts of doubts, concerns. I feel faith, unfaithful at times that I am not accomplishing the goal, that I'm not pleasing God. So like yourself, I have my challenges. I have my concerns. It is not an easy event for me. It's not an easy struggle. It is a struggle. It's not an easy time. So if we look back on the things that I've highlighted for myself that are important to me, again, I'm highlighting the things that I think are important, and it's only because I'm they're, they're there. They're what I'm seeing. I don't claim that it's everything, and I'm not even claiming that's the right insight. It's just what I'm seeing and what's speaking to me. So in the day of the Lord, it, in, section, in chapter, uh, verse 6, you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob. They are full of superstitions from the east, the practice of divinations like the Philistines, they practice um, the, and clasp hands with the pagans. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a diverse community. I'm not, I don't believe that's what this is saying. It's just that bottom line is we have moved away from worshiping God. And I really do believe that's much of like ourselves, like me. I, I can easily, you know, get distracted and not be just accepting that other people have other beliefs, but then start incorporating some of those beliefs into my own thought process, which as a child of God and as a Christian, it's not the right approach. Again, that's for me. I'm not saying it's you know that it's bad for them. I will say I don't believe people who don't believe in you know God and Jesus are going to go to heaven, um, but that doesn't mean they're bad people. Again, looking at the United States and looking at additional verses, verse eight: Their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. Again, I'm looking at myself and. Am I putting my faith, am I bowing down, am I spending all my time on my work, the things I do, and not the things of God and what he does? And where is my comfort? Where is my, where is my um, sense of security? Is it in the money I have in my accounts? Is it in the car, the boat, the toys? Is it in the relationships I've formed? Or is it in the relationship with Jesus Christ, with God? Well, for so much of my life, I've always been a Christian. I've always been happier when I'm close to the Lord and I feel I know his will and I hear his voice on my heart. But so often I focus more and gain my security on, from things I do versus what he has in store for me and really having the faith and the comfort level there. Um, looking at verse 10 go to the go into the rocks hide in the ground from dread of the lord and the splendor of his majesty majesty can be you know a lot of things it can be inspiring it can be um awe inspiring so that you know one is it inspires you to be a better person one is it's just like oh it almost freezes you because the majesty is so amazing you just have to stop and stare 
It can also then be terrifying because at least for me, how could I ever live up to it? Um, I know I've fallen so short, I'm so flawed. And so that's really, you know, where the way I look at majesty, it's, it's, there's three different pieces and there's probably a hundred. I don't know. But for me, those are the main points. Looking at verse 17, the arrogance of man will be brought low and the pride of men humbled. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day and the idols will totally disappear. Again, at times I think I'm, I've got my life, you know, managed, handled, totally taken care of and under control only then to be humbled because at the end of the day, when I think those things and I give the credit to myself, I'm just being proud. Well, when I'm proud, I wind up humbled. It's just the way it is because again, I'm just a guy. I don't have all the answers. And often what I thought was the right path because I want, I wanted it. It was the path to what I thought would make me happy uh, actually turns out to be wrong. So in that day, men will throw away to the rodents and bats, their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they made to worship. So ultimately, at the end of the day, when you look at the United States and we're so wealthy and prosperous, what is our wealth really getting us? What is that satisfaction, that that uh, security at the when, when the Lord comes, those things will be meaningless and we'll throw them away. And finally, Stop trusting in man who has but a breath in his nostrils. We're here for a short period of time. We're not here for a long time. We're just, we're in another verse somewhere. It talks about us just being a vapor. We're here just as long as a vapor. So quit trusting in ourselves is ultimately the message of that part. And so if I go back and I recap chapter two, it's really stop, uh, Stop doing wrong. Go back to the Lord. Don't have faith in yourself. But really, ultimately, it's God. Because our what we take pride in from ourselves, our intelligence, our skills, our wealth, it's going to fail us and we're going to be humbled. The true security, the true peace comes from God and having faith and making him our Lord and Savior. It's not in a bank account, a boat, a car, even friends. It's about him. All those other things aren't, there's nothing wrong with those things. It's when we make them more important than God, then that's when we, when it's, when it's wrong and they become idols. So with that said, I want to thank you for this, this time, for spending time with me. You know, I know the struggles are out there. Uh, maybe you're you're struggling with your prayer life, your prayer time, um, much as I am. I still, you know, today I got on my knees and really couldn't say anything or think of anything. So I've taken an approach where I'm actually going to write out certain topics or request prayers um, and just, you know, list out people that I care about that I want to, that I pray for every day. And then also just topics that I need to pray about and, you know, move through that. So I, I will, you know, tell you how it's going. I'll keep you on <laughs> in the know. But at the end of the day, you're not alone. I want to serve God. I want to be obedient. I want to be a good son of his. 
I believe you probably do too, son or daughter. And otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me. And I just encourage you. There is, There are people out there who are going through what you're going through. You're not alone. We do care about you. We're here to help. And I'll just end with a quick prayer. Lord God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this podcast, Just a Guy and his journey back to God. And I pray that you would lift up anyone out there who's listening, who's struggling, or who's not struggling, who's in a good place. I just pray that you'd be with them, that you'd watch over them, bless them, help them in their journey. Everyone's at a different stage. But I just pray that their journey would bring them closer to you, that their hearts would be filled with peace, that their minds would be focused strongly upon you, and that their hearts would be overflowing with your joy and your love. Lord God, you are amazing. And I just pray for your Holy Spirit to dwell within all of us and that you would be honored and glorified by all that we do and say today, tomorrow, and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.